You have cool. one person in a room. You have two people in a room. One person does all the talking and the other person is only saying things through the screen on text. Right. Yeah. Imagine how much emotion you have to pull for that to be a successful scene. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take us. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black, Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is a great day. Uh, happy Memorial Day to all y'all. Uh, and I hope everybody had a chance to eat some good food, to relax. Um, hope you took a time to remember those family members that you have maybe lost or even spend time with the ones that you currently have. Um, also, you know, Memorial Day celebrates our veterans. So this is a very movie is very appropriate oh, given gosh, the weekend. Yeah. So we are very on the nose this week, which is totally fine. Um, but it's great to be with y'all. And I'm going to kick it on over to Maverick, but make it Star Wars. <laughs> One Brian Roush. Hello, Brian Roush. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, this is uh, this is a time I'm going to say you should make sure that you sign up for our Patreon because I'm in full on like Top Gun esque regalia. I got my aviators. I try to do my hair like Tom Cruise. My hair is not as long as Tom Cruise. It is not black, either, but I tried. And I'm wearing my Rogue Squadron flight jacket, so like I'm bringing as much Top Gun energy yeah. in my appearance here. But you can't see it unless you're subscribed to the Patreon. So make sure you check that out. And you remember, can see all of this in its glory. You can um, always join our squadron by going to patreon.com slash films of black and white. But Brian is in full, Brian is in full like flight mode. Like if someone I, were I, like, hey, are we talking to a, like a decorated <laughs> fighter pilot? I'd be like, could have fooled me. Like could have fooled me. <laughs> you could have fooled me. But I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in and do some, some wild stuff in an F-18 with a camera on me and maybe pass out. I don't know. I Brian's don't know. We're going to talk about teams. that, but Brian's feeling good. It's been a good, it's been a good three-day weekend. Awesome. Um, And I need to also kick it on over to a one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how are you feeling, sir? I'm here. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good Monday. Got a Monday, you know, it's a Monday off, you know, just want to make sure that we are you know, memorializing and appreciating our veterans and everything like that. Because as we come on this podcast and the world may be in a shit show week after week, at least that's what it feels like. Um, we still have the ability to uh, voice our opinions and stuff. Yes. Like that. And there are people out there that fought for that um, and appreciate that. Regardless of what side of the aisle people have fell on, you know, when it's time to go, you know, those people, they stepped up, you know, whether whatever the regardless of the circumstances of the why they did it and we appreciate them for that because i have family in the military and all that too so i just want to say yep appreciate that and yep. i'm here i'm ready to talk some maverick i i guess as a new oh top gosh. one goddamn i'm a thomas cruise fan and i don't know how the fuck <laughs> thomas cruise fan thomas cruise thomas cruise did it again <laughs> y'all like goddamn it's it. true that man He's, that man, he's, he's, this motherfucker don't miss. Like he that is, that is just, this is just who I, he is. How do you? Yeah, but um, it's Doug. It's, how about yeah, you? 
I'm doing great. Thank you. I was trying to figure out a way to transition in it, but I, look, I appreciate we're it. trying. You picking me up. That's what's that's what this is all about. Um, I'm good. It's been a great weekend. I had some time to go camping with some relatives, and so that was fun. So I spent a few days in the woods, um, navigated a couple of storms to get myself back here. Um, wow. but all in all, it has been a great weekend i did get a chance to see this before i left so that was really really fun um but this was this was good so it was a good weekend um but marcus i do believe that you have a short presentation i do or ready or something for us so what do you have for us sir well everybody it's time again for a pop quiz okay so here we go i hope you have gotten over your testing ptsd gentlemen or you have something do you feel prepared? I feel prepared. That's I was good. secretly hoping you were going to do this, so I was like prepared. Okay, uh, good. Well, okay. I'm not, that means I'm getting predictable, so I'm going to start switching some shit. Oh, Lottie. So we're going to have a quiz about Top Gun since we have spent two weeks oh, basically diving hey. into yeah. Top Gun and really becoming fans of the art. Let me play some music in the background for us. Uh, something oh, mellow here, yeah. if you will. It may not be too mellow. Let me get down. You could take my breath away. We could do take my breath away, which actually won a music award. You know, there's a fun fact about take my breath away. (laughs) What's that? Uh, The director, Ridley Scott. Tony Scott. Tony Scott loved this song so much. (laughs) It inspired him to make more romantic scenes in the original Top Gun. Incredible. Incredible. So, I've never been that. more disappointed with a fun I, fact. I know. No, I applaud Tony Scott. In the history like, of my not life. sarcastically. That's <laughs> rad. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. So first question. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Oh, no. That's the wrong that's one. All right. Tell me in synchronicity here. How long has Top oh, Gun geez. Maverick been in the making? Has it been two years? Three years? Four years or five years? Please do not give your answers now. If you can, try to write them down or hold them. And okay. let me know when you're ready for me to move on, on to the next question. I didn't bring a pencil. Okay. I have locked my answer in. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Take your time, Take your time Brian. Take your time. I'm Take good. Your time. No, I'm good. I got the right. notes app. Good. Here we go. <laughs> Second question. Which two stars are credited for composing the film's score for Top Gun Maverick? Lady Gaga and Hans Zimmer, Harold Faltermeyer and Max Steiner, Lauren Balf and Rachel Portman, or One Republic and David Byrne. All of these, I saw this movie last night. I oh literally watched the credits and I goodness. <sighs> Do you want me to give our guests or we hold no, this? Uh-uh. One? Hold these two. Hold these okay. until the end. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Let me know when you're okay. ready. Okay. I'm ready. Right. And as we go on to our last one. Oh my god what happened sorry no, you're fine here we go it, last right. question which movie star was the first choice to play maverick in the original top gun oh i don't know this was it val kilmer was it tom cruise nicholas cage or john travolta once again hmm. which movie star was the first choice to play maverick in the original top gun was it val kilmer Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, or John Travolta? Hmm. Okay, I have my guess. Right. I'm, lo- I'm locked in. I got Everybody's my guess. Everybody's locked in? I have Sounds my good. All right, here we go. All right, gentlemen, we are going to start from the top. And for listeners, if you're playing along too as well, make sure you go on and comment on our socials and tell us how many you got right from this week's yeah. pop quiz. All right? 
Here we go. How long has Top Gun Maverick been in the making? Douglas, your answer. My answer is this movie has been four years in the making. All right. And Brian, (laughs) your answer. That is a ditto C, four years. It has absolutely been four years in the making, everybody. Um, It took one because there was a death, I believe. um, I think one of the reasons was the suicide of Tony Scott. I have oh, to look that up. Somebody, yeah. somebody, whoever they dedicated oh. the movie to at the end, I believe he I, died by suicide. I think it was I Tony Scott. I know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and then there was the COVID, obviously pushed everything back. And then there was something yeah, the COVID. The COVID, the COVID years, everybody. All right. Great job, everybody. Which two stars are credited for composing the film score for Top Gun Maverick? What I went it? with I went yep. with Lady Gaga and Hans Zimmer. Okay. Brian, I went with Harold uh, Faltermeyer and Max Steiner because I know Lady Gaga sang, but mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't think she composed anything. Yes. All right. So the actual answer is <laughs> Lady Gaga and Hans yeah. Zimmer. They are also credited with Harold Faltermeyer and Lauren Balfe. So Lauren Balfe, Harold Faltermeyer, <sighs> Lady Gaga, and Hans Zimmer all mm-hmm. get credit. Okay. And One Republic had a single. Yes. Along with Lady Gaga to release yes. before Top Gun Maverick. That, for that's on my playlist right now. Yes. No shame. Incredible. And the last question. Oh, Which movie star was the first choice to play Maverick in the original Top Gun? I, I went with Nicolas Cage because, and I have my justification. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I went with Nicolas Cage. I will wait until the answer to give you my justification. I, okay. I, th- I think it was Val Kilmer. A. Okay. Okay. All right. So the answer is John Travolta. John Travolta was not selected because him and his manager were going back and forth. And the studio also saw that John Travolta had a couple flops when it came to the blockbusters. Oh, sure. So they decided not to pick. But the fun fact about this is outside of Val, well, Val Kilmer didn't want to do Top Gun originally. Tom Cruise didn't want to do Top Gun originally, but they took him on um, an F-14 yeah, and they just convinced him to do it. All um, it takes. He got off the phone and called and was like, "I'm in." And Nicolas Cage was also reached out to actually be in this movie. So everybody yeah, out was That's reached incredible. out. So these were all people that were associated with it. But in the end, Tom Cruise ended up becoming our Maverick. That's I gotta incredible. know the multiverse where Nicolas Cage is Maverick. Yeah, I, just, I would love I need that. to pop. Michael into J. That Fox universe. is actually on that list too as well. He was. It was like two more names. Interesting. On Honestly, I could see that. 100%. I could see that all day long. So, yeah. Congratulations, incredible. gentlemen. What was your final score? I got two uh, out of the three. That's yeah, Doug got it. I got one out of the three. That's one and a half, kind okay. of. But I mean, no, Doug won. I'm, yeah. I'm not a sore loser. Congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My 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 justification for the reason why I didn't go with John Travolta, because I had it between Cage and Travolta, was there was a part of me that was like, I couldn't remember when Grease came out. There was a part of me that felt like that was early 80s, and I was like, Mm. he's almost too, not to be ageist, but he's almost too old for the age range we were going for. I I mean... But, I mean, the man also doesn't... 1978 was when Grease came out. Okay. So I yeah, kind of like eight years later. Right. So I was and like, it was fresh off of a, what was that? God, the movie he's Saturday night fever fever. Yeah. Saturday night fever. That was why they started reaching out to him. But then I think after that, that's what the article said. After that, they realized he had a couple that's flops. Really that didn't do too well. 
All right. Well, fun facts all around. I appreciate those wow. pop quizzes, Marcus. Those yeah, are that was solid. Those are perfect. Good so, to keep you on your toes. Absolutely. I love it. Um, gentlemen, let's get into the movie. This yep. is this was fun. This was a fun watch. So for context, uh, Marcus and I went and saw this on Thursday. Uh, Brian <laughs> saw it yesterday. Saw it last There's night. night. If, if, yeah, saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so but Bra- but Marcus, mm-hmm. excuse me, I would love it. If you would give us your barbershop summary well, or top real quick, I don't know if you put the bumper at the front of the episode, but we're going to spoil this as much as we, we can spoil, spoil a movie like Top Gun Maverick. So if that matters to you, now is the time to hit. The, That's a great point. Hit pause breaks. and come back and visit us later. How about right. that? Yeah. Yep. Pin yeah. it. Come back. Yep. Come exactly. Back. Brian, actually, would you like to give? I know you are a Top Gun fan. Lights see Brian. And, you know, if you want to, you don't have to, but if you would like to, I would love for you to give the barbershop synopsis. Give us the time. I'm, I'm happy summary. to do the barbershop synopsis. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Yes. Well, look, this movie opens up with the confidence of like, hey, we know you like Top Gun. This is Top Gun, but it's Maverick. And there's planes. <laughs> there's lots of planes. There's all kinds of planes. There's planes with propellers. There's planes. There's planes with jets. There's planes that have missiles. There's planes that have roundy things on them. There's just all kinds of planes in this Hello movie. Planes. And it opens up, and he's he's test piloting one of those planes, and it's got to go Mach ten, or they lose their funding. And Ed Harris is super mad about it because he wants drones. Right? Drones are the future. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is like, hey. Forget you. I'm going to do this. And so he flies his jet to Mach 10. And then, of course, it's Maverick. So he's like, I'm going to go past Mach 10. And guess what? The whole thing it just it, it disintegrates. Uh, beautiful cinematography, by the way, on that. Yeah. With, like Amazing. It looked like a falling star. Amazing. And uh, a series of events leads him to basically be like, hey, if you don't get your act together, you're out. So the last thing you can do is go be an instructor at Top Gun. So True. cue the danger zone. That's what he said. Cue Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle going, yeah, seeing <laughs> airplanes take off. Apparently, the, the the yellow circle Red Falcon nation, they're they're doing stuff with uranium. It's bad stuff. Yeah, but they, yep. they yeah, built a bunker in, in a very things. uh bad, like a very hard to get place. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, there's only a special team of pilots that can go hit this target. So the entire yeah. movie then revolves around Tom Cruise talking to these pilots about how to fly and halfway through the movie they're like you're the only one that can do this maverick and mm-hmm. everybody in the theater is like yeah he is the only one that can do this <laughs> and mm-hmm. we all get into it and you go into the third act and it's an incredible third act that we'll talk more about at least i think it was and uh yeah so there's there's jets there's flying there's some feelings uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah tom cruise sneaks out a window and that's that's your, <laughs> that's that's your barbershop summary he did, I hope. He, he did sneak out of a window that was amazing brian you did a fantastic oh job my gosh, way, way to lay it down way to lay that down way brian. lay that down yeah. i do want to give everybody some fast facts for this particular movie so Top Gun Maverick stars Tom Cruise coming back as Captain Pete Maverick. Um, Jennifer Connelly comes back as Penny uh, is Penny Benjamin. Sorry, not come back. Um, Miles Teller plays Lieutenant Bradley Rooster. Um, Val Kilmer is coming back as Iceman. Uh, Bashir Salahuddin comes Mm -hmm. back as Hondo. John Hamm is in this as Admiral Bo or Cyclone. Um, Charles Pornell is another art is another Admiral Warlock. Um, yep. Monica Babaro plays Phoenix. Lewis Pullman plays Bob. Jay Ellis plays Pi- Payback. 
Danny Marie Ramirez plays fanboy. Um, Glenn yeah. Powell plays hangman. Um, and at that point in time, that pretty much rounds you out. Um, I'm trying to see the yep. other ones that got a lot of screen time. Greg Tarzan Davis plays um, Coyote, or as Marcus corrected the entire movie, Coyote. Um, <laughs> but I think that rounds out the folks that got the, the entire most, movie, the most screen Coyote. time. Coyote. Um, it's a, it's a do yeah, that as for me, as know? of right now, this movie has oh pulled in. 156 million dollars. Yeah. It Unreal. has broken Memorial Day weekend records. Um the last one the the last one was a, that broke that record was uh Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End back in 2007. That's also so this movie. This record has been in place for quite some time, but it has beaten that record. So this is going to be a little bit of a different breakdown. And I'm going to kind of yeah. I'm I'm going to start here by saying we all loved this, I, like I, and it's, undeniably. Yeah this this was this was legitimately good, um, and so we're gonna spend a little bit more time talking about the scenes that spoke out to us. Maybe spending a little bit of time um, behind the scenes on how the movie actually got made. Um, so if you came here looking for us to give you the, the what we liked, what we did, and what we do different, this mm -hmm. is gonna feel a little bit different. So um, no, can I ask you a question? You may. <laughs> all right, great. Just don't ask any questions. Just answer the question. All right, do me a favor. Okay. Yeah, all right. The way you look at life each day is best described as what? Assuming things will work out or planning for the worst. <laughs> I mean, why are you asking me that? Did I just? I, I think ask I no know. Question? I think I know. I mean, it's going I to generally plan for the worst and hope okay. for the best. But thank you. All right, all right. When it comes to right and wrong, you fall into the category of what? Perfect angel all the times, or sometimes a little bit devious. I mean, a little bit deep. I do have a little bit of fuck you and me enough to look at people and go like, not today. <laughs> if you were king, your crown would be adorned with what? Gold jewelry head to toe or brilliant blue sapphires? I don't know. Gold just feels so gaudy. So probably sapphires. Okay. <laughs> I'm something new. All right, Douglas Wagner, if you can do me a favor and change your name, your call sign oh, Jesus. for Top Gun Maverick is going to be Jade. Jade? Yep, yeah. it's Jade. J J D E. Okay. All right. All right. Now, Brian Roush. Hello. Can you also answer some questions for me? Sure. Why not? All right. Here we go. Oh, this is gonna Let's be do good. it. Here we go. Success comes. Sign. Success comes from what? Hard work and long hours, or good luck and timing? Good luck and timing. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. What do you do when you're lost in the woods? Do you panic and begin yelling for help or keep calm and start walking? Oh, start walking. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> if you were a bird, you'd want your feathers to be what? Yellow and shimmery or black and concealing? Oh, black. And concealing. That's yeah. also surprising. Ain't nothing wrong with black. All right. Brian Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your, I just thought it looked cool. Brian Roush, your call sign is laser. Ooh, yes. totally fitting. Your call sign That's is totally fitting. Now, Douglas and Brian, I would both, I would like you both to answer my questions based off of how you know me. Oh All Christ! Right? Okay. All okay. right. So, Doug, you get the first question. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Hold on. All right. First question is the perfect last meal for Marcus would be one, all of the meat, or nothing but desserts. 
I feel like nothing but desserts. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's finally the weekend, Brian. And Marcus looks forward to what? Getting outdoors or relaxing at home? Relaxing at home. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Doug, how does Marcus prefer to blow off steam? Boxing or meditation? Boxing. Yes, absolutely. Look at that. I love to fucking fight. All right. (laughs) My call sign is going to be what the hell? Cougar. Oh, this is good. This is a good team. That's, that's good. That's good stuff Jade. right there. I got to figure out how to say Jade laser and Cougar. Here. Yeah. Choose okay. your character. Where did you pull that from so we can send it's, our listeners to it? So there actually is a website and it's a uh, I'm it's Tom Cruise Top Gun. Like if you just Google what's your call sign, it'll it's the official Top Gun Maverick. Oh, oh it's like and, from the studio and everything. Yeah. And oh, so what, cool. you, what you actually can't see is um that it makes you a helmet. Like it actually has a helmet with Ooh. your name. So Doug, yours was like blue and purple, and it had jade on the front. Love it. Brian, Ooh, yours was it. laser and it had lasers, and mine had it. It was yellow with a cooler on the front. Like it was actually That's like, amazing. That is badass. Yeah, I thought they would have promoted that more. I don't know how to change my name on there. They're fine. I, 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 yeah, think I, can I change had it. a hard time finding it, too. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get to the movie. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> that audio experience. Uh, I absolutely uh, uh, did. You um, know a little bit about us. That's true. Yeah, but gentlemen, what? So let's just get into the like the pieces of the movie that you really like as you think about and you reflect on watching. Yeah. What are the things that you really just absolutely can't stop thinking about when it comes the to this opening movie? fucking scene? Let me really? paint this picture for you. They he hops in this beautiful big mm. black. I don't. I so okay. I'll say this, listeners. I don't know terminology when it comes to the different types of. I can help. Airplanes. I also yes, can help. I figured. Is, yes, I love you. What type of plane was this? I don't. So I think it's like Like it's the son of the SR seventy one Blackbird, okay. essentially. The, so I think it it's an SR seventy two technically, but like accurate. I don't think it. I think it's conceptual, unless. It's not it's unless like it does exist classified yeah. essentially. According according to Screen Rant, which is where I pulled because I wanted to make sure that I could refer to the planes accurately. Um, this is this movie. This is a the Dark Star jet is based oh, yeah. off of Lockheed so Martin's SR seventy two. So it is designed to be look very very similar. That thing. So if you that haven't seen beautiful. the movie and you're and you're one of those people that like to watch, they can listen to us and then go watch a movie. It it basically resent when they say Blackbird, it basically resembles X Men's like jet, yes. but it's like sleeker. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's like a little bit more sexier. It's not as like a bulky jet jet. That it is a per- like that's a perfect way to paint that, Marcus. Yeah. Yes, it was. I mean, that when it was the first thing that I think mm. I saw it, and I think me and Doug leaned over and said, "It looks like it's from X Men." Basically, but yep. this opening scene, right? Yes. First of all, the feelings of the opening scene. It he circles this calendar and it says Mach nine, right. and mm-hmm. it's like okay. You see, he puts on the old school jacket. He removes the the motorcycle cover, and it's his old motorcycle. And he's like going all Top Gun throwback, eighties yeah. soundtrack immediately. So he gets in this plane, and they're talking about how he's basically like, yeah, they're on the way to shut us down. But you know what? Fuck it, y'all, because he's he's Maverick. This is Maverick Pete. You know, it's what I mean? Maverick. Like, what he does. This is this is Mister Wildcard himself. Mr. Wildcard <laughs> on screen and off screen. So like you, so like he hops in and he it's the takeoff scene that has me the most. Yes. Because he goes yeah. and he takes off and the general is pulling up 
And he, the general hops out of the car oh my God. and stands there and watches as Maverick is pulling this jet, like at least at Mach three or four at this point. I mean, he's moving. He's flying. Yeah. He's flying. And it's a desert scene. So there's nothing really else around it. But you see a little corner of this little check in building, the thing where the cars go through, the SUV, and like the people and the way that yeah. it pushes, the amount of power that it pushes on that scene. It made me feel like, fuck. Now, here's why I love that scene. I was on TikTok, and the director said that was completely by accident, the way that they shot that scene. Was it really? He said that they when the way that the set got destroyed was not planned. It just had <laughs> that much power, and it did it on its own, and that was a one shot. It was oh a one God. take thing. Like one take and take. got it. Oh my God! I, my jaw is on the floor. My yeah, fucking god! I would go back incredible. to just rewatch that scene. So I one hundred percent thought that part was CG. That's amazing. I it was too. There's Holy a fuck it. This too. movie, to its credit, did that for two hours, yeah. where you're like, yes. nope, that has to be CG. Mm-hmm. Like where I, you're yeah, looking at it and you're like, I, I leaned over to ask Doug, "Is that real? Is that?" Real? I was like, "I think so." Like mo- much of this felt like it had to be. Incredible. Like, and it's just. I did some research about one part of this movie that I was like, was that real? Oh, I, Brian, I, tell us what it is. So if we're talking about like highlights of the movie, uh, it's the third act. This is like like the fifth act, right? Like it's like the third part of the third act. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Rooster and Maverick are flying in the old F-14. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the fifth generation fighter, as they refer to it, mm-hmm. it, I think it's the third one they encounter. And essentially, like yep. they they're able to like lock on, but then it does this move I've never seen before, even at air shows, where it like it inverts. Tokyo, I don't know how to even God. describe this yeah. on the podcast, but it inverts and it like spins slowly yeah. so that it goes behind Maverick mm-hmm. and then it like thrusts to a 45 degree angle mm-hmm. so it's like back on track like <laughs> i've never seen anything yeah. like that and i was like well that's that has to be cgi and then i found out that like that's something that that fighter can do and the f-22 can actually do so <laughs> kind of is the answer is that oh, is it real kind of because they put cg components on american-made jets to simulate the fifth generation oh, fighter okay. which is apparently made in russia i don't think yep. russia is loaning any jets to anybody right now not so at the moment. yeah not, not at the moment I mean, uh, so like i would love to know if they actually pulled that maneuver in real life i don't know if they did but like that holy buckets that that had me just jarred in my seat yeah that was yeah. Nuts. seeing the belly of a of a jet so quick and i think it's the speed because the way yeah. i'm thinking about it of uh, when i get on a plane like a regular plane right. like a commercial flight i'm like this is a big tin tube in the sky you yes, know like like honestly i'd be thinking you know, existential crisis call it what you want but like <laughs> this should not be in the air like this you know what i'm saying like we should yeah. not be in the air most planes it feels that way for me it just like feels by that the way. grace yeah. of god we're staying up here <laughs> especially <laughs> if you ride like spirit airlines and some shit like that like we are not supposed I... to be in the air, so then when you see these jets doing maneuver, like there was one with the that Tom will go upside down and look at him, even when he did it in the original or oh, the that yeah. maneuver. Yeah, how are you moving these heavy machinery? Yeah, and then the idea of the way that they land also on the boat, 
I, ju- I just I don't understand. They outdid themselves. You throw yeah. a string out there and they're just like, all right, everybody make way. They coming in and they <laughs> toss the string and it catches them up. And I'm like, yo, not even no a way. string. One like one shot is literally just like, I oh, know, put the net up, and then the plane <laughs> flies in the net, and that's how that's we do it. things that's here. It. Yeah. Um <laughs> Brian, you're correct. The Russian manufactured Sukhoi SU-57 felon is the choice of the felon. bad guy plane. Felon? Oh yep. shit. I'm not Goodness joking. Gracious. So this again, this is from that Screen Rant article. Yep, that's oh from that gosh. Screen Rant article. The Sukhoi SU-57 felon. Um, okay. and if you are Jeez. wondering how fast it can go, it can reach top speeds of 2,130 kilometers kilometers per hour. That's which is fucking fast. two or three easily. Oh, like, yeah. nice. imagine <sighs> that shit chasing you. Like that was that, uh-huh. anyway. Doug, what was one of your favorite scenes? What, yeah, what was please. a highlight for you? I think for me, I think the part, the, the highlight for me is basically, it's kind of like the triumph end of the second act, which is where um, Maverick comes back. He's saying like, well, they're going to, they've moved it up. He's kicked me off. Like, yeah. There's nothing I can do. So I guess all I'm going to do is I'm going to quit. And he has this conversation with Jennifer Connelly where she's like, well, don't do that. And he's like, well, I need to. It's the whole like you, you have to do it. Yeah. But what's the highlight for me is the like yeah. the like the basically like fuck you. I'm gonna do it myself. Where yes. he's flying yeah. through. The, he's doing the simulation mm-hmm. trench run. Like yes. for, for oh them. my gosh. Yeah, and I I definitely later. said over to, leaned over to Marcus and I said like this is Star Wars. Like what's yeah, happening I mean, right now? And I almost think I said my Marcus. I don't know if you heard it. I said like. <laughs> when he said like well it's basically three meters i was like well womp rats are they're no bigger than thank three you meters. yeah i think you did say that i <laughs> did thank you that. i was I alone in my theater i did maggie wasn't able to go with me and i yeah. was like i just want to whisper to somebody that womp rats. Like, my, my rats are t- and i hit those with my t16 like i was i had that moment but this that maneuver of like put up or shut up like all of this any scene with yeah. tom cruise flying yeah was something that i think was impressive and i think yeah it's just so mind blowing to me that he's willing to put himself in a, in a situation where he is taking on, I, mean, I don't know how many G's he's actually experiencing, but right. three or four easy. Minimum, like, I mean, yeah. he's oh, not, yeah. he's yeah. not doing it lightly. And what you find out is that like, so again, going backwards, if when he was originally selected to do top gun, the original, he threw up the first time he was in a plane. Mm-hmm. Incredible. He puked everywhere. And then after that, he learned that if he engaged his legs, like squeezed his thighs right. and engaged his core when he was still feeling those G's, um, he wouldn't he wouldn't throw up. Incredible. He was the only person of the cast that knew when it's time to smile because they're doing a shot of him. He was the only one who could react like that in a cockpit because he had wow. learned how to do that. Then you fast forward to now and it's like, well, no shit. Like they did it this way. So I think anytime that he's flying, like now knowing that and looking backward, it's incredible. And I got that information from a New York Times piece that we'll share. But Doug, it, it you are like, you, Doug's on it. you did his research. Yeah, Doug did his research. I like it. Dang. But here's the thing about this movie, right? Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Let's Please. Maybe, maybe a little bit of chaos. Who knows? That's fine. This do is it. the difference between being practical and method acting. Now, if yes. I have to compare, mm-hmm. we're talking about Jared Leto, who talks about this method acting <laughs> yes. of he's tried to do with these past two films of um, more specifically. And I don't want to just point out the bad shit because I don't know if he method acts for the good films that well, he's done, but we'll just point it out because I know from Suicide. Well, 
Yeah, he, he did. I mean, he won an award for Dallas Buyers Club. Like, let's just put it oh, out yes, there. He, he has. He is an Oscar award winner. He is, and, and I'll say that he's. He, I believe he is talented, and there are roles that could be fit for him. He's just not. The selections aren't being good, or the direction. He's not of picking the best. Not, they're not the best lately. movies, but this ain't about Jared right. Little. So. You know, Jared Leto does this method acting where he mails rats to people, and when he's the Joker, and he wants to follow and the goes to the hot, you know. And I feel like there's a difference between that and practical. I'm gonna bring another movie in here as an example. Do it. Ba- Do the it. newest Batman, the Batman. Yes, that has pra- that used practical effects as well and practical stunts, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not really based in real life. Right. What makes this movie so great is it's real life. Like people do this shit for real. Yeah. If you think outside of Tom Cruise is a technically a civilian because he's not a military. He's a civilian. Yeah. He's hopping in planes and shit. And it's just like, all right, y'all now I'm going to teach these other new actors and actresses because they were selected, (sighs) not because they could hop in a plane. It said in the article that Brian sent us, we believe that these actors and actresses are going to be the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. after seeing this performance, you know, you don't get, like, award-winning side acting missions and all this other right. stuff like that. But you can see, oh, fuck, they're kind of holding their own. Like, nobody's struggling to keep up. Oh, yeah. Realistic. Right. Well, and, and, to, and to your point, a lot of that is because, like, Tom Cruise did such a good job after having done the original, prepping them yes. for what to expect. Yes when they're in the plane yes. to be able to deliver on what we would realistically think, think is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Brian, this is a yeah. good transition to like another point that we wanted to make, which is like, you kind of have to think of this of a, your brain. And I think we kind of talked about it a moment ago of like, we had to unlearn all of the CG that we were used yes. to seeing. Right. Absolutely. And I think, and I think even the actors were so well prepared. There's a there's a quote from the New York Times piece that I read that said, um, Babaro, one of the one of the like yeah. one of the actresses, um, they said that she was so prepared by Phoenix. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. She was so prepared by Tom Cruise for shooting the flying sequences that they didn't feel like she reacted correctly because it didn't the g forces didn't affect her because she was just like I know what I'm doing so they made her go up and do a retake but you need to look like you're struggling. Damn. That's incredible. That's good, essentially man. the director Which... said the director said like hey people are going to think this is green screen. They can't yeah. think it's green screen. Like we have to they have to see it. Like, which yeah. is fucking well, incredible. That dovetails perfectly because I feel like so Monica Barbaro Bar- is yeah. Barbaro. Uh, I, I thought she was like a breakout performance oh, yeah. of this. She was. And I was really happy with how they portrayed the Phoenix character because I was super worried because this oh, yeah. Top Gun is not known for like, I yeah. don't know. Kelly McGillis did a great job, but like, I was very worried with how they would treat a female pilot and mm. like, I think they did pretty well and Phoenix is central to the plot. Like you can't like Mm -hmm. the movie involves her so much that if you were to remove her, it would be problematic. So like, I was happy to see that they put like a woman uh, like front face and center. Like she's the one that scores the first hit. And so I thought she was a great performance. And then Glenn Powell, Holy buckets. Like, yeah, he did an amazing job essentially taking Maverick's arc from the original Top Gun and then being like, no, actually, if this guy, if you actually met this guy, you'd hate him. Like, if if you actually met a Maverick in real life, this guy sucks. Yeah, this Um, guy sucks a lot. 
and he has like a good arc and like i think it says something where like i hated him most of the movie but i'm like yeah he was awesome he's about to yeah he i have a feeling that he is going him specifically marvel is going to be after him i was i was just about to say marcus i think that's the human torch i think that he's the human torch that was the exact thing i was thinking I, i after i got on tiktok and people were doing their reviews of each characters and i kept looking at this guy like fuck he is yeah. arrogant as hell in this movie, but he's also handsome. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. handsome guy if you're looking at him. And he had every right to be cocky in the movie because he was the fucking best. And this wasn't back then when Iceman was the best and he was right. trying to guide Maverick through and this is a team thing. No, that's I feel like that aligned pretty correctly yeah. with the world we live in now when yes. I graduated Top Gun as the best. I'm yep. here now with the best of the best. Of course, I'm going to yes. walk around like I'm going to be the shit. So... I do think he'll be a top pick for Marvel. Um, and I'm kind of excited. I mean, if he wants movie. it, I think it's his. It's his. Do that. I well, think that's the way they go. I mean, like, I think it's a perfect kind of arrogant, but heart of gold underneath. Yes. I mean, yes. like, yes. the guy has it. Like, I, 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 Glenn Powell, I know you're not listening, but I think you got it if you want it. I think yeah. you should it. Well, and I think the other thing is, is I think like from reading things about him on the set, like he was good to work with too. That's so like, that means oh, yeah. he was able to like turn that on. That's so awesome. they all... They were all trained by Tom Cruise to learn that when they threw <laughs> up because the G forces that put they that on your LinkedIn profile. Right, like I went were, to Tom Cruise flight school. I went flight to Tom school. Cruise flight school, and so he was one of the few dudes that like he held up his barf bag a lot of times and been like, "Look, I did it, guys. I I threw up." Like <laughs> that's and hilarious. So, you know, he was certainly not like unwilling to be that. But I think yeah, to, to y'all bring up Marvel, and I think there's a conversation here of like. And Brian, you kind of alluded to it when we were in our pre-pro of like this idea of like, this has been called oh. like the summer action movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The mm-hmm. amount and of yet, and yet we see the blockbuster is back. There's, right. There's something different. And I'll let you kind of talk about it. But the difference of like, why does this movie feel so different than what the Marvel blockbusters we've gotten up until this point? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's... I, I think it's fascinating because a lot of people are like the blockbuster is back or like movies are back. Yeah. And like, I think the thing I want to put out there to this group that we talked a little bit about before we started was like Marvel movies. So this opened to like 150 million. We've been having Marvel movies that have been clearing a hundred million or at least within the range of 80 to a hundred million mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Like yeah. black widow technically made, I think 60 mil and that also got released on streaming. So like, yeah, I'm not trying to detract from this movie. I think this oh, no. movie is actually, I'm going to say this. I think it's a technical feat. Yeah. Like they stuck six IMAX cameras in an F-18 and, and they had to round. And I saw this in IMAX, like, which was one of the best decisions. Yeah. I made. And, and that is a technical feat of film. Oh, for sure. Cause the fact that you can only do two takes a day, by the way, if I'm an actor and it's like you get literally two chances to get the right performance, the pressure, oh, the pressure I, with Tom Cruise on the set, I feel like I'll get off the plane and Tom. I mean, I I would probably I don't know I'd pick up another hobby or something to deal with this. Like I'd be yeah. whittling wood or something. Yeah. Like the idea that like no yeah. no this scene you get two chances to do it and then it's done. Yeah, it, like that's your job and that's it. Like. Oof, that is a lot of that's a lot to take in so the point i'm trying to make here is like 
I'm trying to reconcile like the blockbuster is back, but Marvel has been having these high numbers too. And trying to reconcile those two facts has been kind of difficult for me. Here's the problem. Here's where I will. Here's what I will say. I don't think it's a knock to Maverick. I think it's more of a knock to Marvel. That's a good point. Because it's kind of like when you're at the top, the top is the top until the bar gets risen again. You know what I mean? And so it's like Marvel is at the top. And when you are at the top, I'll say the same thing about Drake and Kendrick. And and like when it comes to music, right? Yeah. When you are a top dog in your field, whether it's a category, genre or whatever. Yes. You become the ivory tower. And so like it's easy to throw rocks at the ivory tower because you've been at the top so long. People are either like you are so overrated or they're like nothing you do amuses me. Of course, you're supposed to do that because you clear 100 million every time you drop, like do something. Right. But when Maverick as a Mm. Maverick was in the 80s when it originally came out. I mean, this is 30 years removed at this point, right? Years, I think is what one of the articles said was like 36 years since the original. There is yeah, like it is. decades. Yep. So you're saying like when this movie does it and doesn't rely on its original too heavily and it's like, no, 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 we're going to make something that you don't <sighs> you even have to that, watch yeah. the original like that to understand what's going on and introduce a whole new younger crowd. Of course, people are going to look at it and be like, this is the greatest thing because the only thing we've been getting is Marvel movies that have done this before. Right. Well, and, I mean, and remember. Tom Cruise is 59 years old and he put himself in a fucking plane and was like, yeah, give me three G's so I can (laughs) smile pretty. Like what the fuck? And no knock to Marvel. Marvel can't. No, they can't do that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we need to have a conversation that like, I think this movie excels because of its practical effects and the minimal usage of CG. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, for us and like we have such a weird niche niche like we are movie fans that know a lot about marvel and dc movies Mm -hmm. but also enjoy like other classic movies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like the vibe that i get talking is like yeah we love those movies but this movie stands out on its own because it was all practical Mm -hmm. which the best the best comparison i can make is Y'all remember when we saw like Batman Begins for the first time yes. and you saw Christian Bale for better or for worse, physically getting into fights mm-hmm, like those yeah. those fights and those sequences were done yep. practically. Yeah. And I remember watching behind the scenes stuff like when the DVD came out, and even like on TV before the movie Good released times. of like Bonus they features. they like he was like, no, no, I we trained him to fight this way Mm -hmm. so when the sequence came it would look raw and unpredictable and it would look like it hurt that's practical filmmaking Mm -hmm. to really dial that in and that changed the game the problem is is that like unless there's some giant purple person out there there's no way for marvel to do that (laughs) practically where he's snapping his finger and people are turning to dust it just it's just not doable and that's it's ahead, hard Marcus. and they can both stand alone and be exciting. Right. But it's like it's when you can do things practically, of course, it's going to look better yeah, because our eyes are trained to go like, no, that yes. that's absolutely yeah. real. Yeah. And, and, and the, the other part of that is half of this movie is promo and the promo is context that we are actually flying these planes. Yeah. When, when James Corden hops into a plane with Tom Cruise that is promo saying, don't forget, Tom Cruise actually is, is riding this shit. When they put yep. out these articles saying Tom Cruise trained the new actors and actresses, they say, hey, don't forget, 
Tom Cruise actually did this before, and these people are actually hot. So, like, uh, Doug's right. Unless Marvel has some type of behind-the-scenes, no, 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 this person is actually in Shang-Chi, which they kind of did do with Shang-Chi a little bit, right? They kind of said, no, he was actually doing – he learned the fighting styles and was actually yeah. doing some of his own stunts. Marvel would either have to up that or actually start using more use more of their practical heroes like Moon Knight, Daredevil, I, yeah. all of those in the future. Not to yeah. compare. This is not their right. podcast, no, and we're not comparing. No, but I think I think you make a good point though, because I feel like a Marvel movie now is almost its own subgenre. Mm-hmm. Like a Marvel movie, for the most part, is probably gonna be safe. It's something yeah. you can take the family to. It's right. something that like they've already planned out with CG, right? Like that's like the dirty secret that they can make these movies so fast and line up that they're already pre-planning the CG two years in advance. So like <laughs> I feel like one of the things here is that people are enjoying the practical effects. So I, I it's one of those things of like, do you just commit to that subgenre of like, look, you're here for superheroes. There's no way a purple giant alien is ever going right. to snap half the universe. You know why you're here. You don't need to be in the cockpit of an F-18. Yeah. Right. Um, or do they go the other way? Like you said, where it's like, okay, Moon Knight, Daredevil, Luke Cage, yeah. and Jessica Jones are just going to get their knuckles bloody, and you're going to see it all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't right. know. That's what I would do if I was Marvel. I'd just make that subset, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I think, and, yeah, it's just interesting. No, go ahead, though. What I was going to say is, like, I think the other thing is to keep in mind, like, like it's all about how resources are allocated, and I think it's also, like, view it's resource <sighs> yeah. allocation ver- combined with and comparative to, like, audience expectation like in i would almost feel to almost to our point from when we were talking about um chip and dale this would be if they were trying to do practical effects stuff with with marvel and and comic book movies in general there's a certain level of my brain that would be like no yeah that's true that that shit does not happen that's true and so you're just choosing to spend (laughs) more of your budget on stuff to say like right you're not gonna believe it so let's go here. Like when let's go this way. Yeah. Whereas 152, five to $6 million of the $152 million budget that they had for this movie, $6 million of that was spent specifically to create cameras yeah. that could withstand the G forces right. and right. to equip the planes to be able to do it. Like, and yeah. so I think that there's a, like how you allocate your resources sets you up for, what you really shows like what's the most important thing and and you all shared an article that I can't take credit for of like Jerry Bruckheimer saying like look man like if we're going to fucking do this thing we have to do better than what's yeah. available for free like if no, I believe to, that's that the article we keep referencing is from the ringer I yeah, yeah, that, is the ringer. That. Yep, the ringer. that is the ringer what a great website yeah. by the way yeah. um but yeah they have a detailed breakdown of Tom Cruise flight school our next partner has a product i use literally every day I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking uh, a multivitamin. I always feel like I have to take six or seven different pills just to make sure that I'm getting a complete picture of vitamins and nutrients that I need to take on a daily basis. And it made it really easy and really simple to ensure that I was getting all the necessary vitamins to stay healthy and on top of my game. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I personally consume this because, as I mentioned, it is hard as a dad when you're constantly on the go to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients and minerals, all the things you need to stay healthy and to keep showing up for your family. So it's really easy. I take it right away in the morning, right when I get back from the gym, and it really makes my day so much better. I also love the fact that it is super easy to bring with me uh, because, you know, travels become a new thing, especially now that the pandemic is kind of shifting into a new phase, and I love that. I can bring it with me. I really appreciate the fact that it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I also really appreciate the fact that it costs them less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit um, and that is something really hard to find. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and is they did say that, incredible. Jerry did say, to finish Doug's quote was like, if it's going to be, we have to shoot something that's better than what they can find on YouTube. And it's like, <sighs> you're absolutely correct because yes. I could watch this shit on YouTube and be like, man, you know, that was cool. I just, I just watched this for three hours, a compilation video of jets doing yeah. wild ass shit. How do you get it so that I'm literally holding my breath in the third <laughs> act in the yeah. movie theater? Like there's a difference there oh that gosh. has to be addressed. Um, and I'm just gonna air out my Marvel kind of whatever. The CGI is has been lacking lately for me. Like even in Thor: really? Love and Thunder, in Thor: Love and Thunder, one scene he has a mask like the full face mask on. That CGI is so apparent to me that I just don't like it. And and I know that they also have real masks that they use, but obviously this one seems more yeah. like a CGI mask. Even in the Hulk, the She Hulk trailer. That yeah. even was not good. Moon Knight had some scenes where even its CGI was a little bit sketchy. So I'm kind of my my eye is kind of like, okay, either I'm getting too used to what I'm seeing or they're trying something new and my eyes aren't adjust because if you look at the first Iron Man one and all of those yeah. movies, they were practical. Those were very practical. Yeah. If I'm using the if I'm using the terminology correctly, yeah. he was actually putting these suits on, you know, pieces of them, half of them part CGI half, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Iron Man one, I think yes. they built they built out a suit. They did. almost positive and then after that it was all cg cause... i think two had it as well where it was in parts because obviously gotcha. the more money you get the more you know you're able to do with the cgi yeah. but you just look and then you look at the success of daredevil and it's right. like fuck you have these hallway scenes these fight scenes that yes. are all practical there's no yeah. so that's the difference anyway this movie is really good because i mean of what it could do exactly right. i've never felt so tense in a theater yeah yeah. That 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 third that the entirety of that third act, there was a lot of this that I was like holding my breath, clenching my entire body, going, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if they're gonna fucking make it. Like I, I, I mean, like, I don't know if they're gonna make it, and it's I felt yeah. stressed by I, a lot of that. So this it, was they did their job. I feel like <sighs> that third act excels because I don't know what you did, Tom Cruise, but they put 
basically a mini Mission Impossible like <laughs> vignette at the end of this third act. Maybe, I don't know yeah. how else to explain it. Maybe it. Spoilers, unless you've made it this far. But like basically. Maverick gets shot down. I teared up because I thought his arc is that he would die for Goose's son because Goose died with Maverick. And I I was okay with that. I accepted that fate Mm -hmm. and the movie. By the way, you punked me. Congratulations to everybody involved. You punked us. You punked all of us. You got me. You you had Tom Cruise say goodbye. You had Tom Cruise in dress whites. You had you had him say Oh, we'll talk about it when we get back, which is like <laughs> dead man walking. Yeah, right. Yeah, that um, is code for we're never going to talk about this. Right. Ever. And I loved the fact that just, I mean, that like they, yeah. they steal an F-14. It's super dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I just need to say that it's super dumb, but it's so cool because. Yeah. It's Maverick in an F-14 from the original movie it's with full circle Goose's moment. son, which is just, it's so satisfying narratively. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to articulate this well. The movie does a good job of acknowledging its source material and not shying away from it. Yes. And then being like, hey, it knows we get it. There. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. we get that you were here because you, you saw this 1980s classic, but yeah. we're going to build on that. And guess what? Do you want to see Maverick with Goose's son just dogfighting the crap out of these, yeah. like, super, like, advanced fighters? Yeah. Here you go. Enjoy. Like, and that's Have what fun. I wanted. I didn't know that's what I wanted, but that's, that's what, what I wanted. And it was well, that's what as hell. most sequels need to start. They need to follow this formula. Now, mm-hmm. Top Gun. I feel like Top Gun in its original movie, it, the plot is simple. It's graduate oh Top Gun. And Just it's it, like, yeah, who's going to be the top of the class? They've, you finish school, you know Tom Cruise is the man. All right. Yep. The romance is more of a, it's more of a, a B plot. But like, you, the number it one is, is yes. he's the best of the best. Tom Cruise is the man. At the end of this, who is actually the man? Like, how does this end? What is the full circle? Mo- you know what I mean? Like, that. that's what yeah. we know what this is, right? This movie does the same thing where it's like somebody asked me, shout out to John Bickle, one of my friends, and you know, we work together at ESD. He was asking me, he was like, Do I need to watch Top Gun before I go and see this one? I said, No, but it's a yeah. good reference if because they reference a few things in there that like if I you mean, absolutely want to watch it, you could. But this movie stood on its own and it ref whenever it referenced something, it did a quick flashback and said, Oh, okay, that's from the old one. So even if you didn't see it, you probably wouldn't have watched it right after this movie. Right. Right. And I, I think to that point, Marcus, I think that this is the one piece that I would like. I really want Hollywood to be careful with. Mm. Oh, because okay. you made $156 million over Memorial day weekend. Yes. There are going to be studio execs that are sitting in their offices or their limousines or their, yep. you know, the fat cats, fat cat soirees, <laughs> eating caviar, yeah, drinking yeah. champagne, where they're going to say like, what other sequels uh, from the eighties? Yeah. Yep, can we yeah. just green light now without yeah. knowing fucking any of it in order to be able to, what goes into making it work. And that's yes. what makes me a little bit nervous because this production company did an outstanding job saying, we're not going to go into this. I mean, that was your quiz question. How long had they been working on this? Four fucking years. Yeah. They've been working on it to make it outstanding. And part of that was just saying, like, can we do it like yeah. the way it needs yeah. to be? It And then it was greenlit. 
So let's not let's not rush out there and be like, you know what we need? We need a Masters of the Universe live action sequel. <laughs> Don't do that unless mm-hmm. you know you can make it great. But here's what's also good about that. When they they presented to Tom Cruise about this sequel. So the the director who is uh Keons, Keonsky is his last name. He's I a guy who did, he did Tron. He did do Tron. Tron I think he has like only three also big movies movie. under his belt. Right. So and he's directing something else with um, Tom Cruise as well. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking di- it up. Thanks. The director and the writer went and presented this to Tom Cruise. I think while he was shooting Mission Impossible three, and or the newest Mission Impossible, not three, but and he basically said, "This is the plot. This is how we want to do it. How can we get you back on board?" That's what I want more of. Let's get people who are dedicated to the roles and not just chasing a bag. Like, yeah. let's stop yeah. creating universes just to create them. This didn't need a Top Gun universe. Guess what? That's cool. There's there's nothing saying that this movie ties into anything. There is no after uh-uh. credit scene. And I'm perfectly okay yeah. with ending it on, hey, everybody's good. We didn't do a deep dive into Goose and 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 uh Maverick's um relationship rebuilding. We didn't do a deep dive into what him and Penny and him talking to the daughter and, yeah. and we didn't need all of that. You gave me no. the basics and let my imagination kind of do the rest. You trusted your audience. Going back to this again, I think what was it, Adam Egypt Mortimer? Ever since yeah. we yes. had that conversation, trust your audience. You just trust need to trust your, your audience. Audience, yeah. And that's yeah. all yeah. they did was trust their audience. I watched Avengers yesterday. I, I, y'all know me. I be going through these rabbit holes. I watched Avengers, the original Avengers, Age of Ultron, and then I watched Civil War though as my last one that I was watching. Oh my Civil goodness. War, so and good. those are so interesting to me because you could almost watch avengers without watching everything else yeah 100 you don't need to up until you get further and further into the rabbit hole and i see why you know like i'm trying to tie this into this fact like i enjoy these moments where this is this thing and let's just hold off right now yeah i'm i'm so frustrated with marvel right now because it feels like i have to watch everything <laughs> and it's like uh, just, marvel premieres and then you watch week. moon and then right and then you watch moon Knight, and it doesn't tie to anything and i'm just like <sighs> that's and, such an interesting i'm glad you brought that up because there's good? a part of me that where you're wow. like where you're like oh man i really am glad that these things can just stand alone but then yeah. you go back three episodes where you're like i'm pissed about moon Knight because it doesn't tie into exactly. shit exactly like I, it's just it's it's very interesting it's expected, like you said, yeah, right. yeah. I'm, when I'm watching Marvel, I'm expecting a certain thing to say, I'm watching this and the payoff yeah. better be the bigger picture that connects. That's the treat right. at the end of the tunnel. It's like That's a rat fair. in a maze. Like they've, they've conditioned all of us to get to the yes. end of the maze and the treat is boom. Here's something that ties into this thing because you've been around this long. It's almost like you don't need to enjoy the movie you watched because the reveal at the end because you know what's coming at the end because i'm i and i will endure a musical fight scene in multiverse of madness with the musical sir you excuse yourself that was an amazing scene it was (laughs) i loved that scene that was so good it was great but you have the most powerful (laughs) wizard and greatest witch in the universe Mm. and that was what you see what I'm saying here? I mean, I do, but I'm also... You, see what well, I'm but wait, I like you got it. me thinking about I, Wanda. What are I you did, doing here? I did like it, but I'm saying, like, I'm thinking about it that way. And <laughs> I just I just like Maverick because it gave me a different feeling. I was excited to be in the movie theaters. Right? Yeah. The thing that Maverick does so well with a... I don't know the term to use. A reboot sequel or a legacy sequel. And I yeah. like legacy sequel good, good. because... 
everybody's talking about like, oh, this was a sequel 30 years later. And I want to point out Blade Runner 2049 did this first and it's they true. did it really well. And I feel like it flew under the radar a little bit to some Jurassic, in some circles. In our Jurassic circles, World no. is the same way, I would feel like. To an extent, also Jurassic true. World was a little bit of like a yeah, it was a tip of the cap, like remember Jurassic Park? Kind right. of the same, right? Yeah. But just a hair different. Like and you enjoyed it. On this on the spectrum of legacy sequels, Jurassic World went, hey, you know about the dinosaurs? Okay, we're gonna do that again, but it's gonna be different. And I feel like Top Gun <laughs> was like Hey, you've seen Top Gun, right? Okay, we're gonna dial that up to eleven, yeah. and they just went for it. Um, I also watched Scream Five over the weekend, okay, and that was an amazing. Really? Oof, we're going down the rabbit hole. A meta commentary on fandoms. If you if you have Paramount okay. Plus, wow, go watch okay. Scream I do. Five That's, because okay. they bring back Nev Campbell, they bring back uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette. And like, it's the same idea of Top Gun Maverick of like, how do we bring back these characters in the original, but how do we also incorporate these new ideas Mm -hmm. and new characters? And Scream 5 is like, we're going to pass this on. Top Gun Maverick was like, no, we are going to reconcile what Maverick is feeling. We're also going to introduce these new people that if we make another movie, you know who they are and you're invested. So like... I feel like Top Gun Maverick stands on the shoulders of Blade Runner 2049, if this makes sense. And mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick shows how easy you can do it. Like, they they weren't scared of their original movie. No. They just, no. they were just like, oh, you like this? No. Okay, we're going to basically do the awesome. Death Star trench run, but for real. And yeah. we're putting the cameras in the cockpits. Well, that's what the, it felt that's like. That's an awesome way to put that, Brian. That's too. a great way to put that. Oh, and I think you're absolutely you. right. Because I think the sequels that do a bad job at this are the ones that make it like essentially like it's just an like updated just, version. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. the other one is it's like, well, we don't want you to think this is the same movie. Yes. Like we, we want it to be yeah. so different that mm-hmm. you're willing to, we want you to be like, hey, you know, Rick, yeah, Rick's here, but fuck the rest of them. It's just about Rick now. Yeah. Like that's and <laughs> yeah. and you're right though. Like you need yeah. to lean into this if you're gonna keep doing this. Right. You need to lean in and say, like, we're not afraid of that. Like yeah, we're not right. afraid of it. It is what it is. It's there. Yeah. We wouldn't be making it without it. But like I think, ooh, Brian, that's a fan. That was a great I appreciate the, that. This BuzzFeed article says if the film is mar- marketed as a direct sequel. So like I, I, mean, because, yeah. I mean, you look at the obvious, that's kind of obvious, but you're right, Brian. I think that that is the language to start using is these movies are very afraid of their predecessors because they yeah. want to, people take the realms and like, think of bad boys for you. Oh my gosh. You lean into it. It kind of was a middle ground for me, right? Where it kind of like you leaned into it and you still trying to introduce a whole new team while Styles oh, trying to yeah. conquer the old stuff. Like, uh-huh. it, it kind of did the same thing. Bad Boys for Life, like, right? Bad Boys for Life. That was it? Yeah. yeah. Bad Boys yeah. For life. With Vanessa Hudge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm remembering yeah. this now. So it's yeah they just did they just did this I had well and again it's oh. the reason it's the reason why we find fast it, it's, it's the reason why we'll go and watch oh fast God. nine yeah it is right it is the what, what's the what are we not afraid of we're not afraid of getting in some it's fucking like, cars and fucking yeah. racing yeah. like yeah. at the end of the day it's about cars that go fast and yeah all this shit changes and there's yeah. some weird storyline you can't keep track right. of but why did you show up you showed up yeah. because they were racing and you showed up because 
Vin Diesel's bald head. Like, I don't know the reason why, but like, that's you is see that what a, I'm saying? Like, that that's the reason why it's there. Yeah, no, you're right. Is well, that a kink? Vin, Vin Diesel's bald head? I mean, Tucker, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, now, here's to, to, to play into the point. Here's what made this movie great. Fucking Val Kilmer. Oof. Oh, man. I did not think Val Kilmer was going to be in this movie. So so Maverick walks into... I, I, he walks in the... I'm pretty sure it's the Top Gun building where they do Top Gun. Yeah. Right? He walks in and there's a picture of Iceman on the wall. And yep, he yep. Is the, he's like the big top dog. And it's also hinted at he's texting Iceman throughout the movie. Oh, that was so well done. I thought that that was extremely well done that, too. Well, they're texting so each good. other throughout the movie because it's it, you come to find out Iceman has been saving Maverick's ass all of this time. But what they did in this movie that made it great for me was yeah. they kept Val Kilmer's. They didn't run away from his real life. How do I? Work he this? he is suffering, I believe, from cancer. Yeah. He has throat cancer, and he can't talk yes yep. i believe he has a very hard time talking yes he, he has he was diagnosed with throat cancer in 2015 um and so like you said i mean past seven years yeah um he's been dealing with it um it changed permanently um you know for, for, based on this and you can actually tell that it has there was a movie that he was in and I can't remember, but they actually had to go back and like yeah. ADR his scenes, which for those of you that don't know, ADR is after development recording. So like they basically had to go back and he had to re-record himself talking. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's all sorts of like all over the place. It wasn't but, Jay and Silent Bob, was it? Um, oh, I don't it think was it was like Jay a and... war. Wasn't it a war movie? I'm not entirely sure, but he is battling and is currently afflicted with throat cancer. So that's the reason why yeah. he didn't talk. He didn't talk. And and though that scene okay now imagine this y'all just stick with me here imagine this i know if you're an avid listener of this podcast you love movies and you watch them for what they were for what it's worth and you take it at face value and stuff like that but i want you to think about this when it comes to being an actor you have one person in a room you have two people in a room one person does all the talking and the other person is only saying things through the screen on text right yeah. Imagine how much emotion you have to pull for that to be a successful scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have Tom Cruise went to go speak to Iceman, you know, Val Kilmer in this room. Val Kilmer can't talk. So he's using a screen to like type and talk to, to Maverick. Yeah. And, and Maverick, I, I don't think Ice talks. He's might say one line. I think he says one one line. I think a, in that dialogue. a handful, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. a sentence. But the words on the screen, that was a screen that almost made me cry. I yeah. was, I yes. was, de- when he was like, you, it's time to let go. That was on a screen. Nobody said that. Yes. yes. Nobody said like, it. Yeah. And movie, movies, like, I love movies because, oh man, because it's a visual thing, right? And yes. like, how, like, a beauty of this art form is that Val Kilmer can't, he, it is painful for him to talk. Yes. So he types it out. And this movie just focuses on those words that he can't mm-hmm. speak. And yeah. like, that's, I'm I, like, I don't know, call me a nerd, whatever. But like, that's, that's this art form that you can make people feel things by just showing words on a screen mm-hmm. and knowing the emotion behind it. And like, Marcus, you said it perfectly. It's, it's time to let go and knowing yeah. everything that happened with 
the first Top Gun, like I, that's incredible. I don't well, know how and, you do that, and that they make it look easy. It's yeah, incredible and, work. And the other thing is, is I think this is where this is where we have to give credit to Tom Cruise Tom because Cruise. I think a lot of times yeah. he gets pigeonholed as the you know next Buster Keaton, and he's just an action guy, and he mm-hmm. can't. He's he he's he's the Mission Impossible but, guy. He's yeah, the, he's right. he's true, the though. guy who does all the action sequences. He running. doesn't really have to emote. That right. was emoting. That was emoting all day. That, that, that scene with somebody who can't act. Yes. I mean, he's acting. He's reacting to not the words that are on the screen written. He's reacting to the emotion and the, the weight of interacting with this other character and what reading those words typed by that character mean. Yep. And that is what makes that scene yep. yeah. so fucking powerful is that Tom Cruise is able to sit there and get choked up that again, just as much yeah. as Val Kilmer did a great like, job. Tom the, yeah. Cruise did an outstanding. Job That's what I'm that. saying. It, when it's Tom. It's one person is talking like y'all. Yeah, one person is talking during that whole scene. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's, it's, and this is, this is a movie about jets going fast. Yes, Brian. That's it. And like, yeah, like it's a credit to the craft. It's a credit to uh, Joseph uh, Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Yeah, directed. Like I just, it, it hit me in the feels like a locomotive. Yeah, like I just, yeah. So well done, like yeah. show don't tell at its finest, in my opinion. Exactly, show don't yeah. tell, a hundred percent. That is a great way to put it. Yeah, and yeah. and he that's not the only scene Tom does it in. That was just one of my favorite. So if you're asking me my favorite scenes, it's the opening jet scene, yeah. and then yeah. that scene with Val Kilmer because I literally had tears like welling in my I, eyes, I like mean, because yeah. I, and and that one phrase, it's time to let go, could mean so many different things to so many people. Yeah, imagine yeah. everybody in their life has been a maverick at some point to be About, like, oh, this I was the this. thing that I was. Yes, I was good at this. I am known for this. I am perfectly yes. fine staying yes. in this place because I'm so fucking comfortable. And like, you know, people see me as this. So I'm just going to be this when. But then there's somebody who always. Jesus Christ. There's somebody. Oh, fuck. There's no, always, go. There's like, um, Jesus. Fuck, there's always like somebody who can see more in you. Yeah. And that is yeah. like hard. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is fucking hard. When you don't yeah. see it in yourself and somebody's like, other people believe you only got this far because Iceman <laughs> has been fighting and going and they said that to him the whole movie. And the whole, the and whole then as thing. soon as Iceman died, he immediately went and fucked over Tom Cruise. Yeah. So then there's people yeah. that view you and see you like, man, you only got here because people put you in this position. You feel like, well, maybe I only got there because people put me in my position. Because he told it to Penny. Iceman yeah. is gone. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Those exact words yeah. were spoken. And look at yep. yourself. Like that was the crazy. What am I fucking crying on a podcast? Like this is <laughs> no. Fucking nuts. Yeah. It was but fucking like nuts. no. Just to like, I don't want to make you feel alone because like I, I am an older gentleman. Like I, I am approaching middle age, and like I, I'm gonna lay it out there. Like Top Gun Maverick is like, it's, <laughs> it's a movie acknowledging like you're getting old. And and there's new people coming and they're better than you. And you need to accept you need to accept that things have happened and you need to let go. You need right. to let go of these things and just be where you are meant 
to be. So I yeah. totally vibe with that, Marcus. And, I totally hear change. you. Well, and I think like, the other thing, I think the yeah. other thing, like from the parental perspective, is is certainly applicable here, especially <sighs> since there's this concept of like sometimes doing the best thing for yourself is being a strong is thinking about being such a strong role model and being around for yeah. like for those that rely yeah. on you, whether yeah. that's your children, that's whether that's your family, whether that's your spouse, whoever that may be, sometimes making it about you is about making it about them. That's what, Ma- I think what that Maverick that, was talking about right. when he talked about Goose. And I think yeah. that a lot of that is just such an incredible thing to be like a from a movie that uh, like has has is about a man in a in a plane like it's it's, it's a man go, in a plane with jets like there 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 are it's insane to me that right. that's the way that we got that type of messaging from this and I will also say that they did what I what I really <laughs> like about this movie to kind of take it back to its the place this podcast yeah. should be which is mm. in silliness I think that a lot of the, what they did well is they fixed the fucking love story. They did. They did. They I fixed. mean, yeah. They <laughs> fixed it. With a random name from the first movie that you forgot because they yeah. mentioned it in the first 10 minutes. I didn't they even remember it. it. And I remember yeah. Yeah. I remember being like this whole like relationship with Jennifer Connelly. I remember being like, fuck yeah. This is two adults yes. that like yes. both yes. have some fucking skin in the game. Yeah. This yes. is two adults yeah. with healthy like, communication. We yes. don't have time for this fucking shit anymore. Yeah. Like it, it this is what it is. And I just mm-hmm. there was no she understood him and she wasn't trying to change him. She was like, be who you want to be, yes. which I absolutely love. Also, I love that. Because too Age many romantic love yeah. interests. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, now, I think it's, I think it's, yes. And I, well, I do I think it's shitty that they didn't bring the other lady back because. Oh, yeah, Kelly McGill is. She didn't want to come back either. Yeah, she didn't But still, like, but, yeah. I get her point of like, Hollywood doesn't want to see somebody who's. Aged. Yeah, like age I do. Yeah. I uh, yes. understand that, yeah. but I, I, age appropriate. Both had like they were fucking adults, and I just yes. I appreciate that. I appreciated <laughs> I, this love story, and most importantly, I didn't have to hear take my uh, breath oh away, my which is the most important thing of this podcast. Take my breath away. Um, but I enjoyed how the love scene was essentially like framed in a way of like. They had a nice conversation under mm-hmm. a bed cover. Like, yeah, which, basically. Yeah, which they was like, basically. you know what? That's fine. That's fine. They, also, I had a weird movie experience. We can talk about this later. Oh, but no, I, I like I watched this movie in a packed IMAX theater, and the the there was a family behind me with a son. And like it was, I'm just gonna say this. It was a little weird because he was like Jennifer Connelly is so hot, and I'm like I would never say that to my mom. But oh. like, cool dude, like you, you do you. But anyway, oh. um, packed theater. Mm-hmm. I, I have other opinions about being in public, but I mean, we'll talk about know, that I later. mean, at least you know what's in his search history. Then I mean, you know I, what I mean. Like he has a he has a very specific corner oh of the oh of my the, god of you the internet that he's looking. That's even for. worse. That's which even is worse. worse. It's that's worse. worse. But it, but you know what I mean. Like oh. at least it's like why yeah. is Marty. that his introduction to Jennifer Connelly was this movie? Then okay, like I could be like <laughs> right. I don't know who she is, but I'm trying to deep dive right. into. I mean, like, you no. know, 
it, yeah. it was like, dude, you are hot on Main Street for Jennifer Connolly with your mom. Like, I don't yeah. have that confidence. Congratulations to you. you. I, could, I'm gonna tip keep... the hat to you. Not tip the hat. I would say out loud. Like, was... <laughs> anyway, I did enjoy though that the love scene wasn't like a, a riff on "Take My Breath Away." It was no. just like they're just they're like talking. they're adults. You know what? Because they're adults and they're old, yeah. and they know. That... They, and they also, both know, like, they got to go to bed soon, so... Well, and they're also... They're friends. They are. Like, they yeah. had a relationship outside yeah, of this relationship. Point. It wasn't just like a... It wasn't just like a, oh, our libidos are running the show right. here. It was like, we're adults. We have motivations. Mm-hmm, hey, yeah. yeah, we maybe... We had some extra... We participated in extracurricular activity, but let's keep talking. Like, as adults yeah. and friends, I mean, yeah. there was other shit there. Like, they I did just, open up. They did, This they was both... really... Deep, they both and I up. appreciated it. Yeah. And and I like that we didn't have to have that moment where Penny was getting over how Mav treated her in, yes. the, in the beginning. You know, like right. she because at the point we meet her, she was already married, had kids. She already had a whole nother life she was living. Like she let go of hey Mav. She, now she did keep reminding him, I know how you get down, motherfucker. Like, don't look at me like that. Yeah. Stop giving yeah. me them eyes. And then the daughter also said, Hey, now don't break her heart again. <laughs> Yeah, and all Tom could do was just stand in the window and just be like, "Well, I can't break a heart again." Yeah, so yeah. I liked all of that. It's simplistic. Yeah. This well, was it fixed what I it fixed that for me, which I appreciate. I, mean, I feel like it needed more. Take my breath away. It did not. I agree. It take my breath away needed to be more. in the sailboat scene. It did not. That's that's yo that sailboat scene hot was take. wild as hell. I feel like that was the first time Marcus saw sailboats. Like I, I feel. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> In that I don't manner. want to accuse him of anything, but he was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Like, because it was like, really yeah. intense, and I was like, "Well, she's really riding that motherfucker." And Tom, it's like <laughs> on its side, and then they unveil a big blue thing, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Oh my like, gosh! You do you know that like when it gets like that, oh. usually like a team of dudes will yeah. hang out the other side to bring the side that's high yes. down. Yes. What? Yes. I uh, shout out to my friend Andrea Price. She's my best friend from home from Minnesota and she was on a sailing team. She would say at least a minimum of like five to six people. Doug, would you're on a sailing be team? crewing name, a sailboat like My that. name's Doug Wagner and I had a white childhood cuz I took sailing lessons for oh, oh, two oh, consecutive oh, summers. I did not. At some point we'll golf. have a, we'll have a yeah. conversation about well, that's going to be very deep. But it's like race versus like class, right? Yeah, right. Um, it is. You know, pedagogy. That's, maybe that's worth. <laughs> I think it's a class thing, like which also it. is tied into race a little oh, bit. It is. But like that's it. That's let, let me re- reimagine. Yeah, I, I play. Want to know how I was privileged? I took sailing lessons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were just in a different bracket. I mean, your parents but, work yeah. to get to a certain level, and then you take those are the lessons that you take. I, you know, we didn't focus on. We did golf in gym. Oh, we sure. Took, you right took on. two weeks to learn how to golf and how to do archery. But the main sports where I'm from was like football. And yeah, everybody's got something different. Like, I'm not like I'm not mad at that. I just didn't know shit about it. I kind of was like, it was incredible amazed. to watch. Oh, that's a great point. Amazed, though. Yeah. Also, she made that man run up his credit card. Like, we didn't talk about that. Uh, yeah. But that was a bar full of I didn't appreciate her in a in a in attention to the rules. Her in attention, or well, he just, there were no rules. He just kept no. running up stuff left and right, and I was like, "Hey, I guess it's your ball bar." Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Okay. But no, I mean, it was, it, I mean, it, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they were sailing. Good. They were sailing and it was passionate and it was a whole thing. Anyway, it was they didn't do beach passionate. volleyball in this one, if anybody's concerned. Um, no, I appreciated that too. They did football. They they did football. John Hamm got on my goddamn nerves. Um, John Hamm. Has anybody watched Mad Men? Have you all I watched I have Mad not, Men? but I've, I've heard seen it. enough of it to yeah. know. Okay. So I what I feel like is Kaczynski basically <laughs> told John Hamm, like, make your face like the that's what the money's for face no, okay. if you've seen mad men yeah just have your face stuck on that with like a dash of military and that was the direction for john ham which yeah. by the way it worked no, oh man. yeah 100 no, yeah. like you hated him you were supposed to hate him him and the, him and hangman it worked but, but also one and i wouldn't be me if i didn't say this the diversity of the cast was natural yeah. yeah it was very natural it felt more yes. it felt more natural like yes you want more women pilots in this but if you're looking maybe more. if you're looking at the actual statistics of who are at, women who are actual yes. fighter pilots and then going to top gun and then out of top gun selecting your best from that she is a feat in herself phoenix is a yes she is a history maker in Ooh. herself and people of color, like, right. I think it needs to be said that people of color make up a very significant portion of the U.S. military, especially yeah, Filipinos right. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say that out loud. Um, I, yeah, like yeah. Payback and Fanboy, I think, mm-hmm. is like a great first step. Uh, and honestly, if they made a third movie, if they made a sequel to this, I hope they recognize that and represent that. that more because yeah. there's so many people of color in the military that yeah that have a lot of vibrant stories yeah well and i think i think this made it uh, the the recruitment aspect of this i mean it has to <laughs> yeah, be talk about it a dude. little bit is that like so back in 86 yeah the original reason i mean the, the navy specifically after yes. the original top gun saw a huge spike in oh my people gosh. who signed up to join the yes. able, uh, aviation program with the navy like they really jo- enlisted because they were like hey you know top gun i want to do that in you real can life. do it and the navy, like, the, navy, the navy was like banking on that they were like yeah we want that to be the case and that's what they're hoping with this as well so i think there's a certain level of i mean there was an interview i listened to on uh like the on public radio that was like look at you the, the naval academy needs <laughs> a boost because what's going on now is they're so <laughs> pilots are so like few and far between for right. like like flying for like Delta, like for commercial air. And a lot of them come oh from either the Air Force or from the naval like yeah. the air part of the naval portion of things. And yeah. so they they need a boost. They're like, hopefully we see the same numbers because we're desperate. So I think they oh needed to show for lack of a better phrase, like the real army, like they yeah. needed to show like yeah. a real military that was really representative, representative of the population. Yeah. Right. This right. is a perfect weekend, man. This was the perfect weekend for all of that. It, it, I mean, oh, Jesus, of course, I don't know if they planned it. I, I'm pretty oh, sure they, they did. They you it. wanted to plan on a four day and Memorial Day. Weekend. Like, like, yep. Yep. Let's just say it out loud that crit like that. Christopher Nolan, you wanted Tenet to be Top Gun Maverick, and yeah. we're sorry that it wasn't. But Tom Cruise played right. the long game, and he won. He Congratulations did. to Tom he Cruise. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah, it's true. He did. Backwards, yeah. forwards, however you feel it. However you want to watch this, I bet I could yeah. watch it backwards and still enjoy you it. You can watch it backwards. You can. It's actually just about how a a, a father and his stepson fall apart. Is this movie backwards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> 
Um, and on that note, gentlemen, anything else that you all would like to talk about as it relates to Top Gun Maverick? It's a great movie. I recommend it. Oh, 100%. Um, if you're asking, I would I would go see it in the theater. If you have the chance and it's safe, definitely go see it in the theater. One of the articles, I think that was also BuzzFeed, said this was made for IMAX. I, I mean, if you can see this in IMAX, yeah. I, like it's worth the $25. I, I did it because I'm weird. Um, but like, I, I was just like, you know what? I've had, I've had a weekend. I've, I've gone through some stuff in the past 12 days. I want to treat myself. If you want to treat yourself, watch this in IMAX. Like it is, it is pristine and exquisite and so clear. It's like 1080p, but like cranked up to 20. That's That's the best way I can describe it. I wish we had an IMAX theater closer, but I wish we did too. It'd be fun to watch. But yes. Uh, Marcus, anything else you'd like to add? No, uh, Marcus's random thought of the week. I'm gonna start adding these to the end of the podcast. Let's do it. Watching the Avengers, this has nothing to do with Top Top Gun Maverick. No, that's fine. We can move on. We just talked about that shit for an hour and 30 minutes. So, yeah, we did. Watching Civil War, I always, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman because god damn it, he was just a perfect T'Challa. Yeah, Um, yeah. But watching Civil War, I always wondered, and I text the chat this. Two things. Cap was right as rain. That's one. All right. So I'm just going to say that Cap was right as rain. Yes, he was. That shit was ridiculous. Tony, if Tony was alive, he would have been able to handle Wanda a lot better. That's my second thing. And the third thing is how the fuck did Black Panther go back to Wakanda and explain all of the shit that he just (laughs) saw in Civil War? That's a great question. A regular sized man turned both tiny and large. He saw a kid <laughs> whipping out fluid. He saw a witch. He saw it's so much shit going Two on. Robots. Two, Two robots. Two Queen and Ramonda me. would be like, you you get yourself to the hospital. You need to, sir. You need to get go like, out of here to the greater planes or something because you seriously fucking ridiculous. Like to you know he watches the news. But how do you explain this to your closest people of like, right. first of all, their technology whack as hell. And then you got to didn't describe like there was a whole bunch of shit going on. That's so what I wanted to see. That's what yeah. I want to see is I yeah. want to see like T'Challa like get in like our version of an airplane versus yeah. a Wakandan version yeah. of an airplane. Oh my gosh. Like what? What do you mean? Like I can't. You don't have a sleep pod? Like, I just have to sit here next to these fucking ants? I mean, what is this? There's also, like, the other spectrum of this, Marcus, is like, he gets on his Wakanda thing, and like, you know, Queen Ramona or Shuri mm-hmm. or Nakia mm-hmm. is like, hey, what happened? And he's like, these white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a guy that is, that, that is giant. There's that's a guy exactly. that's a robot. There's a lady that's a witch. They're just, they're out of, they, they're, yeah. they're out of their mind. Like, and you know what's just... the one they wouldn't believe? And they wouldn't believe this one. Like, oh, man. <laughs> There's a big like. There's all of that. There's and who? I mean, who else is there? And then he's like, oh yeah. And there's a guy who's really good at shooting a bow and arrow. Oh, that's like, honestly that one. That would added. be the one. So that see, one's made up. Yes. They would be like, yes. all right, this is this yes. two troops and a lie because there's no that way that fucking right. A what's bow and arrow. Eagle eye. What's his like, name? Yeah. yeah. But no, <laughs> and the reason I say that about Tony and Wand because I saw y'all faces. Tony, Tell me. if you look at these movies, is Civil War. He. She said, "Well, no, it was a civil war. I can't remember." He she says, "You locked me in my room," and Tony says, "That yeah, was for your war. own safety." And yes. you're nobody yes. else knew how to. I think Tony was just a nobody else interacted with her. You know what I mean? And I think mm. Tony did a good job of seeing kids as kids. Yes. And she was just a young kid who was misunderstood, 
And yes. nobody else, Cap did not really, he know he was there for her when she blew the fucking building up, but that was more as, as to console. It was like a duty. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like he did what a captain was supposed to do. Exactly. Tony was this guy who lost his parents. Yeah. All, yes. You know, he, I felt like he had a little bit more context to maybe be more relatable to Wanda. Sure. Right. And give her what she needed, like he did with Spider Man and everybody else. I do think yeah. for better or for worse, Tony was always unsurprised. Like he yes. sort of assumed yeah. the worst in people, which As is a both, futurist, which is like, is, which yeah. is both good and bad. Yeah. It has, its, Sometimes it has it's, it's also right. It, that's very true. But I feel like there's a lot of this of like a, a 13 year old that can handle that type of emotional trauma. Yeah. I don't think so. And yeah. that most of the time he was right, which is unsurprised is probably one of the best descriptors of Tony. Yeah. Stark, Doug. Yeah. Good unsurprised. Call out. Yes. So, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, that's good. No, I'm glad you like that's that. good. That's all I, got. I mean, we talk about Wanda like once a week in Please. my household. So, I mean, this is. <laughs> and I like Marvel movies. I love I like Multiverse of Men. Don't get me wrong. I will watch these shit all day long. But I feel like as a podcaster and a guy talking with my friends i kind of want to put all of it into perspective because we're going to hit a point where hey you know. next week we're going to hit that point because yeah, Marvel right. comes out yeah um, uh, i'm i'm sorry to everybody i need to just hijack really quick i know that the past three years have been really rough on everybody i get it um here's the thing about being in public though uh if you if you're in public please don't play music on your phone just I like have headphones something um i experienced this in a movie theater please what? just have headphones please because like there's also children around like if you're listening to drake or some really intense like stuff like, please have headphones second thing uh i don't know how else to explain this but like please don't clap during parts of a movie that like someone is hurt I don't know how else to explain this. What? I, I'm, I'm, I'm oh serious. I'm Top Gun Maverick. I think it's, I think it's Payback. I think it's Payback who blacks out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Someone Cougar. clapped. And I'm I, sorry. And I. I and I. What I wanted to do was reach out and like grab and like throttle them and be like, "Sir, this is a serious part of the movie where this person could die." But no, this person clapped. I let it go. So don't clap during like parts why where people are coming here. Why would you? Why the fuck did you black? Well, was it because he black? Oh my god! During that part, please. I mean, there's only one reason don't why he clapped. It's either because he's black, because his character didn't do anything bad. I guess he could have been considered a bad, he, like no. the bad guy. I guess. No, but it was because he was black. No, it, it was weird. It was weird Jesus. how they clapped during the blackout. I love this. I want to like finish it. with these. Like, please, if you're in a movie theater, just watch the movie. Please don't listen to music on your phone. Please don't tell your mom that you think Jennifer Connelly's hot, and please don't clap during a scene where like a protagonist is clearly being hurt or like in physical distress. Can I also like, add, just can, can't I recommend that. Can I also add that clapping during a movie isn't needed at all. Thank no you. one who made it is thank here. You. Move the fuck on. I, thank you. It's not uh, like the director's sitting in the, it's not like the director's sitting in the back of the theater right. in Dubuque, Iowa going like, yes. these guys love my work. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> to be no fair, one is there yeah. who gives a shit. There was clapping when South Dakota was mentioned in uh in, that was weird. That was that, weird. that was surreal. There That's was clap I also clapped and lost my mind when uh fucking Mr. Fantastic came on the screen and in, in multiverse of madness. Okay. So, 
I did. Well, so all I I'm will. saying is like when you watch a movie, just like keep it to yourself. And like <laughs> if you think Jennifer Connelly's hot, tell your mom afterwards. Or maybe like, just, like, all I'm asking, just tell your dad. Or just like, tell your dad. Don't tell yeah. your mom. Like, oh, man. It was when, weird. Uh, when, it was uh, weird. Uh, what was the name of that goddamn movie that was like the soft porn? It was you. Uh, <laughs> what are we? Y'all, this podcast is taking a turn. We don't have anything gray. else to talk 50 about. Fifty Shades of Gray. All of the stories that they were talking about in Fifty yes. Shades of Gray, and then like of all the articles of, of like women, like you know, people pleasuring themselves in the theater while watching. I did yeah, not like, know that. That was a whole thing. <laughs> all right, not, just, that is all the right, first just, time I've heard that. up the last little bit of music. Like, would anything surprise you <laughs> as what goes down in the movie theaters? Like, when I was young, the amount never mind. Just okay, look, saying, there's no, there's no, go. no. This is <laughs> we're done. We're done. Oh, this is not a confessional. That's okay. It's, it's, I'm not gonna tell you what I did in the movie. As I just don't be in public. As, as the Brian producer, as the de facto producer of this podcast, we are yeah, we are sorry. moving yeah. on. Brian, you would despise me if I was the young guy I was and you was a like. Uh, yeah, that Save was like for the Patreon date nights <laughs> in the movie theater with the popcorn with sticky fingers as a young person. Like you just oh, didn't know anybody. God, damn it! Well, just okay. Anyway, just, anything else yeah. you all would like to plug on this week's episode? Anything yeah. you'd like to plug? A business, an activity, <laughs> a website.com. Go there. There's great recipes. You love buffalo wings. We got buffalo wings. We got four buffalo wing recipes there. Hold my hand. That's all I'm gonna say. Thank you, uh, Ryan. Uh, y'all know what the deal is. Continue to follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Go buy yourself some gear. Go buy yourself some something nice from the store. There's shorts and all this other yes. good stuff for the summertime. But yeah, just follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. There's shorts. And be sure to also uh, follow this podcast. So sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash films of black and white, or leave a review, share us with a friend. Those are the three ways that you can help spread the films in black and white love um, across the nation. But gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, what's our first step? Look, first step, folks, look, we've been talking a lot about movies and images. But what if I told you you could make your own images in your mind. That's a book. That's it. That's a book. It can be a historical book. It can be a fiction book. Just read something. I beg you. Read anything. Read a book. Read a poem. Read a short story. It doesn't need to be long. Just read. Please read a book. Absolutely. Marcus, what is that second step to success? All right. The second step to success is drink some water all right listen if you're not drinking enough water when you talk to people that white stuff is accumulating in the corner of your mouth and that just means your mouth is dry you gotta yeah 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 it's 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 getting it's getting hectic it gets dried out and then that's all i can focus on in a conversation so you gotta make sure that you are completely <laughs> hydrated Absolutely. Drink some water. and you know we've been talking a lot about things not to do in a movie theater if you're gonna go to a movie theater just wash your ass sometime in the previous 36 hours prior to please because you're gonna be around people theaters are going back to full capacity it was next to a stranger it was packed where brian was was. just make sure that you wash your ass so you're not sharing anything else uh besides your you're clapping and your extracurricular activities with your fellow moviegoers um, and you're just uh, leaving it there. So please make sure that you <laughs> wash 
your ass. That'll do it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We'll be back next week. Um, so be sure. We're going to announce what we're doing. I think we still got a review. We might be doing some, uh, some Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. We might oh, yeah. be doing some Jurassic Park stuff. Yeah. We're not exactly sure. Take my so, breath away in the movie theater. We're like, not going to do any that of that. Like horizontal it might home. be a danger zone. Yeah, yeah that's true. We might be playing with the boys. But next week, the we'll talk about the sex soundtracks that everyone... What's your sex soundtrack? In the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. God, man. Oh. Come on, y'all. Let's talk about our sex contracts. I mean, sex soundtracks, not contracts.